Hey y'all, and welcome to a little show we're getting started here tonight, uh, going by the name of Maroon Madness. Uh, saw that there was just a an open market uh, in in the CFC landscape for a for a podcast show, and it seemed like a lot of people out there were hungry for something. And we figured, why not us? Why let's just uh, uh, kind of put something together and uh, and see what we can do. Um, it's going to be myself and Morgan here. Uh, Morgan, why don't you uh, introduce yourself? Tell us a little bit about yourself. All right. So everybody on the Discord knows me as former Clyde. Um, if you were in Charleston from, I would guess, 2014 to 2019, there's probably a 95% chance if you took a picture of Clyde the Cougar, Good chance it was me on the other side of that wonderful, sweaty thing we like to call Clyde that'd be running around the court on a daily basis. No doubt about it. Other than that, work for the sports marketing department and College Charles and runs in the blood now. For sure, for sure. Uh, I'm now, my name's Tyler. Not you know as active in the Discord uh, that people might know me as, like like Morgan might be, but um, more I guess of a, a second generation fan. Both the parents went to college at the college. Uh, I actually went off to Carolina, so a little bit um, of an outsider in a sense. But um, like I said, my parents went there uh, late '80s, early '90s. I grew up listening to stories of Marion Busby, Anthony Johnson, uh, Danny Johnson, all of those guys. Uh, grew up with uh, Goudlock and, and that whole era with the Crimmins area or Crimmins era, um, and then to you know all the years since. Goudlock. They just you know just the shots that you remember from that time, the three at the buzzer yeah. against Carolina, just everything about it, it just gives you cold chills. It does. Yeah, I mean, like I said, uh, not necessarily a, a, a cougar in the name of, you know, going to school there, but I, I do think one of the best moments um, of my childhood was probably the high five I shared with my father uh, when, when Godlock hit the shot to send that game to overtime. Um, and was definitely, I think I re-wore a college Charleston shirt two days in a row, um, you know, one leading up to the game, one after the game that day. Um, but, uh, yeah, definitely, definitely some great memories. Uh, you remember going games back at the old Crest Arena, um, and, and of course seeing where we are now, uh, seeing, seeing a lot of different, different players, different coaching eras, um, and just, uh, a lot of, of growth in the program, which is really cool. Um, but, uh, we'll, you know, probably get a lot into, you know, what we've seen, what we know, where we come from in this, um, in the, in the grand scheme of things and, and kind of how we, uh, I've grown to love this program and um, and all, but uh, I guess we're gonna get down to business um, with everything. Uh, you know, we we kind of started this on the fly a little bit, so we don't really get the luxury of having uh, preseason breakdowns and really getting to breaking down and looking ahead to the beginning of the season last week and, and leading up to it. Uh, so we're just gonna kind of jump in a little bit in order um and 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 kind of start with Iona uh last Monday uh start off the season an amazing day for basketball I mean it just seemed like there was basketball coming out of you know every crevice and corner of the sports world um both in the men's and women's sides tons of great games all around um and right there in the middle of it was uh College of Charleston versus Iona uh right out of um Charleston's home court probably one of the best mid-major matchups in the early season uh, what kind of was your early takeaways from it? 
Well, my biggest thing is when we see Iona, they're a new team. Rick Tino moves on, goes back to St. John. So you're looking at a brand new roster pretty much. I think we only had one returning player. And then you look at our side and you're losing the mayor. You're losing Psycho D. Like you're, you're replacing some big names on that roster. So basically you're looking at two teams that, yes, they have an identity, but at the same time, it's it's a new season. It's always a new season. You never know what you're going to get from that new team and what's going to happen on a day-to-day basis, where that camaraderie is going to come from, who's going to be that playmaker, who's going to take that shot. And down the down the road, I think we've learned a lot about the team from the first game, but I think there's a lot of big question marks also that left us there saying, who's going to step up and do this down the road? Yeah, like you're you're exactly right. And this was definitely, I feel like going in, um, a lot of the, the big-name basketball opponents that you see really marked this up as one of the more exciting matchups. And, and it was, um, but it, it really wasn't, you know, it, it was – Everyone was looking at his two teams, like I said, that were in the dance last year. Um, like I said, Rick Pitino was gone. Uh, they only had one guy returning. Um, but, you know, there was still a lot of excitement because uh, Carlos Charles, you know, brought in, you know, uh, Kelsey's brought in a lot of great transfers every year. So there's that question mark of who that was going to be. They had a really solid group of uh, returners that are kind of in that stage of going from underclassmen to upperclassmen um, and also bringing in a really good freshman class. And then on the other side, of course, Iona has uh, Tobin Anderson taking over the sideline from from Patino. And, I mean, the last time we saw Tobin Anderson, he was taking a team that, you know, we had never heard of before middle of March last year, beating number one seed Purdue the second time that's ever happened. Literally a giant killer uh, with some of the guys they had on that team. And um, and then they, uh, if I remember correctly, they were really knocking on the door of a Sweet 16 appearance um, and, uh, and and really came close to pulling that off, which would be just an absolute amazing feat. But, um, but yeah, I mean, what what did you think about? Were there any things that, that stood out to you performance-wise or concerns, any things that you want to, so I guess, uh, praise I, I from this first game? First and, then, and then let's do the we get ourselves down, but then we pick ourselves back up. And um, <laughs> I feel like this has been a reoccurring theme in the Kelsey era. I love him to death. I love his tenacity, but the press. We, you know, what I mean, we had a true point guard last year with Ryan Larson, and you know, what I mean, at times it was better, and the mayor would take over the game. But that first year did not have a true point guard. Struggled with the press, cost us in the long run. I feel like there is a ball handler on the team this year. I don't know where it's going to come from, and maybe we'll figure this out in the next, you know I mean? We're about to play three games in four days, so maybe we'll figure that out and who's going to take the reins there. But I feel like that's – if you're if we're going to be playing teams with a good press and good guard play like Iona showed us that day, it you know what I mean? We, we could – it could be a long 40 minutes every night yeah i guess if we're going to stick with the negatives you know the biggest thing that just was aggravating the absolute heck out of me was our three-point shooting uh we were we were five or 28 uh you know i guess you know there were some times where it did seem like we might have hit a three at the right time uh but when you only hit five threes in the entire game you're really having to capitalize on every single right time that you get 
uh, especially when you only won by two. There's, you know, you, you really had to take advantage of those moments. Um, but I mean, you're, you're shooting 28 three-point shots while you're shooting 17.9%. It just, it does not seem to me a, um, a, a recipe for success. And, and I really should have said this as well in kind of an introduction. Uh, don't look at me, at least, to be some expert X's and O's guys. Uh, I'm not, I'm not that guy, you know, I'm, I'm able to look and see what I think is working and not working, but I'm not going to sit there and tell you, I think we should be playing this offensive set or this defensive set or anything like that. Um, because I am definitely not any type of, uh, film nerd coaching prodigy, anything like that. Um, but still, I, I just think it's absolutely ridiculous to be shooting, uh, 28 threes when you're, when you're shooting 17%. Um, a big concern for me was also Fulton's play. Uh, I know you kind of mentioned it probably a lot against the press. I know Iona was all over us. Um, and and Fulton was a guy that just, it, he, he seemed like he was he was lost in, lost in the headlights out there um, in a lot of sense. But um, I guess if those are the negatives, that that's really what I think I want to go with. Um, I, I think, you know, just the team gets a little shot happy in general, but especially behind the arc. Um, and, and we really did get lucky in that first game to, to not have that come back and bite us in the butt. So uh, pretty pretty happy about that. Um, speaking of being happy, what, what had you kind of grinning, kind of you know, looking forward to the rest of the season after this one? So I text you this personally, and I said, you know, there's a voice that reigns true to Cougar basketball. And to be honest, just some, it made me happy just to hear Ev's voice up and just do his bang you know what i mean like you were talking about when we hit those threes when rain pulled up dead center of the key shooting toward the student section and you know what i mean you just you know you can feel the energy in that building and i think that like you were talking about earlier it, that's gonna be a hostile place to, to play this year it's you can't get in you know what i mean if you want to get in you're gonna have to pay for it this year and that's a positive you know what i mean from the tip to have you know what I mean? You're looking at 51 to 5,300 people in that arena screaming and yelling at you. And this is an arena, and they built it, and it was built on purpose to make it feel they are on top of you. Um, standing in the student section, you're only maybe 5, 10 foot off the court. Front row of the arena, you're once again 7, 8 foot off the court. That That's going to be a huge huge help going down the line especially when you get conference play and you get you're getting into that like that january february lull where you're like okay you know what i mean we're halfway there but there's a lot in front of us so definitely with that so also and maybe tyler you can fill into this i feel like we are a veteran team we are but we're also we are young at the same time and i feel like that right there could go a long way this year and that's a positive because you know i mean you're not going to be losing I mean, you just get them to grow up. And, I mean, take their licks day by day, um, and let's see where everybody goes. Yeah, I, I definitely can see what you, you know, the veteran team but the young team kind of mentality. Uh, that, that's something I think is going to um, kind of be the story of the season this year, um, as we've kind of already learned in the first week, and we'll kind of get to that learning lesson here in just a second. Um, but, you know, one of the benefits of being a mid-major team is is the second half and really the last couple weeks of the season is the most important thing, uh, which is both, uh, you know, a, a luxury and also a curse. Uh, it could have been a curse last year when, you know, we were 
at what what was it final record 30 32 31 and 2 you know we lose one of those three games in the conference tournament and we're probably in the NIT at best looking outside and and you know we, we would have been a three loss team um or yeah three loss team it's just absolutely insane and um and you know this year you know, I'd love to see it. I, I don't necessarily think that we're going to be the kind of team that's rattling off 20-something wins in a row and, and winning, you know, losing his two games in the whole season. Um, and uh, But I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing because I think with what you can kind of see in, in some of the good stretches of this, of really the first two games, you know, this is a team that I think can be locked down and deadly in February and March. Um, and that's going to be really exciting to see these guys come together, mesh, and move on and, and move on and get stronger. Yeah, think about it. We were, we were a 31 team last year. There was only eight teams in college basketball last year that won 30 games. And you're talking about 300-plus teams that play Division One basketball. So, like I said, if you know we're setting that bar that high, then let's – you know what I mean? Let's bring it. Let's see if we can do it. But like you said, realistically, we're looking at, you know what I mean? You're never going to do that year after year after It'd be year nice. Year. You know what I mean? You want it to. It would be nice. It would be very nice. But like, like you said, it's something, you know what I mean? Let's be realistic. We're, you know what I mean? Let's win. Let's win our 27, 28. Like we, you know what I mean? Top in there, lose five or six games a year. You know what I mean? Because with those, I mean, with those few losses, you know, I mean, you learn a lot about your team, you know what I mean? And our team fought hard down the stretch last year, but, you know what I mean? And then, like you heard Danny say, it may be losing sometimes every once in a while, picks you back up and maybe off, well, might as well go straight into game two. Um, It's a loss. It's just like last year. We come off a big win going into the year and then, Game two, you know what I mean? We get punched in the mouth. Uh, I I don't know a better way to put it, truly. Um, yes, there's a lot of positives to come away from game two, but I also think there's a lot of negatives and a lot of question marks that are thrown out there from game two that I think needs to be asked. Hey, what's going on? Um, you know what I mean? We looked like a team in game one, but game two, I feel like, there was a lot of um, is this, is this pickup basketball or is this NCAA basketball? I feel like at times. Yeah, uh, I think game two uh, really brought out a lot of. It, it was very streaky. Um, I think it showed uh, both a lot of our strengths and a lot of our weaknesses, uh, especially in in a way that game one might not have. Um, the last ten, eleven, maybe twelve minutes of that first half, it was a team. I was like, we we're not losing this game. There's no way. This team, I mean, we are. They think we're. That team could cut how they played that way. Those 30 plus games, the way they played in those 10, 11 minutes. Yeah. I mean, uh, I mean, I'm coming to this game trying to figure out, you know, if this, if we're playing Duquesne, Duquesne, you know, I, I, I didn't know. I mean, you know, I've seen their logo before, and then I didn't really know how it was pronounced until I heard the announcer say it for the first time. And, and you really can't trust announcers nowadays. You know, there's so many of them. Who knows if they really know what it is. So I think we played Duquesne. I really don't know. But, uh, but yeah, you're right. I mean, it definitely was a little bit. I mean, we got punched in the mouth out of the gate in this game, figured it out, looked like we were unbeatable, looked like we were living up to that, that, uh, that title of one of the best mid-majors in the country. Um, I mean, we were driving down, getting these guys in foul trouble, 
And in that second half, I mean, well, I think you need to take their a guard play right now, Tyler. Is it too early for that joke, or is it? You know, I mean, you just need to take a timeout right now. <laughs> how, how does that oh, go man. by? Can, um, can we at least talk about that real quick? Like, what the heck? <laughs> you know, it's uh, it really isn't going to do anybody any good. Uh, trying to get in the mind of a college basketball official um, and why they do and do not call certain things. Is mine? I want to be in. Is Pat Kelsey in that? He scares me in the first place. What is he thinking when he, when he see another player doing that? Some of the the looks he gives. Yeah, yeah, that definitely was a, a rather confusing moment in the game and trying to figure out all what was going on. But um, it, it, you know, if it was, if this was kind of a score line, maybe um, if if the Iona score was kind of flipped in this game or it was a two point game. Maybe it would have been something that was a more of a lasting memory, but at the end of the day, just I mean that second half, it it got away from us. Um, I mean, but also I mean, you know, these guys, I, what what did they shoot? They shoot. I see they shot like sixty seven percent in the second half. Is that is that correct? I I, I see that like on online they they shot forty nine point three for the game, which isn't anything crazy. Yeah, sixty three percent. You know, I mean, 20 from 32 from the field, 6 from 13 from 3, 11 from 11 from the from the charity stripe. If, if you want to look some from this game, free throws. It just his shots were not missed. Free throws are a big thing. Um, I know it, it was, uh, it was what, 19, 19 for 30, 30? 63%. That's not a Pat Kelsey team. You know what I mean? If we're talking about a Pat Kelsey team, we're talking about... No. Taking 30 free throws is a Pat Kelsey team. Even Didn't Rain even miss a free throw in this game somewhere? Yeah. Yeah, Rain even missed Yeah, and I'm not going to nitpick guys for missing missing one free throw. With... But you're looking at Ben Burnham, four for eight. Toby Rogers, five for eight. You know what I mean? Granted, you know what I mean? How many of those were on the front end of a of a play? That's the you know that's the big thing you got to look at, and you're not going to see that in the box score, but that adds to more points. And you know what I mean? It's an 18 point yeah. game, but does that get cut down to a 10 point game? And then you're looking at it's a game. Yeah, uh, and that's definitely going to be a trend to continue. Really, just shooting in general. I mean, the shooting numbers have not been great at all. Um, a little bit better shooting from three, barely. Um, still, I mean, shooting 25.9%, which is an improvement. But, you know, it was like, you know, it had been hard to not improve in shooting in that game. Uh, and still, 397 from the field in, to- in total. Lower than I'd like to see. Um, I mean, anything's going to look low when you're looking at their shooting numbers in the second half for Duquesne. Um, but yeah, I mean, those free throw numbers might have to dip into the, uh, that former player pool, uh, bring back Canyon Barry to, to show some lessons, um, of the old Barry way of shooting free throws if it hasn't come down to it. Um, so, so at least we have that in our back pocket if the free throw shooting is still, uh, stays on, on the bad side of things. But, um, I'm more concerned about just shooting in general than, than the free throws to be completely Along honest. Along shots, it's something that I noticed from the first to the second game and something that we did stick to and this is something that we saw a lot of last year that our team was really good at you know what i mean if the threes aren't falling they start driving 
You know what I mean? You saw Benny take it to the bucket. I saw Rain once or twice try to take it down to the bucket. You know what I mean? Kobe Rogers showed up and he took it to the bucket a couple times. And you know what I mean? We put the ball in his hands. And you know what I mean? Like I said, maybe we were talking about somebody that could um, handle the offense for a little bit. And he played 23 minutes, two turnovers. You know what I mean? Uh, Four personal fouls. So that's a little high there. But you know what I mean? Kobe from that first second game did take a step up and you know what I mean looking back at his size and his um his play from the past he reminds me a lot of Peyton Husley you know what I mean that that guard that can get down get dirty play some defense but also control the ball and you know what I mean score when he needs to and fill up the stat sheet maybe to a point what do you think about that yeah, I mean, I'll be completely honest with you, and it might just be my stubborn way of of watching basketball. Um, I, I I did think we did get do a little bit better with going to the lane, and I think maybe a lot of that was more that that little that second quarter window, if you will, um, where I mean they were just kind of bullying these guys for a little bit. Um, but I, I still just and and it might just be, yeah, and, and really is and. It's just like kind of an observation, just on on the Kelsey mindset in general. Is um, is it just seems like this? And I know that's the whole thing. Like it, you're gonna throw up shots, you're gonna miss it. But I just feel like I mean, it's like I would love to get better shooters in that system if that's gonna be the system. Because I mean, if you're shooting, you know, you're shooting thirty nine percent, taking that many shots, it's a lot of empty possessions. A lot of empty possessions. If you can just raise yeah. that up to 45, 48%, uh, God, I mean, this team is, they're not losing anybody. Somebody who didn't make a shot, Frankie Porcelli, you know what I mean? He comes from Stony Brook, where, and I've seen this get tossed around in the um, Discord, you know what I mean? Does he need to learn how to win? You know what I mean? He only had two points this game. You're a graduate senior transfer, you know what I mean? I don't want to make it, you know what I mean? Does he need to learn how to win, to be on a winning team? I mean, you know, I mean, he's got the size. He 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 led the he led the conference in rebounds last year. You know, what I mean, if that three's not falling, you know, he push it in the paint. You know, what I mean, use your size. You know, what I mean, be that leader. You know, what I mean, and push, 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 push. I think that's where his two free throws came from was driving in and getting fouled, using his size to his advantage. Yeah, and I I don't necessarily I'm not gonna put that on a kid. You know, second game in. Um, I think that's something that you don't really learn how to do. It just kind of goes from the culture that's around you, and I definitely think that that is um, very present in the locker room here. Um, I don't think that's a problem. I think, you know, sometimes guys just have those nights. Um, Unfortunately, you know, it had to happen that night. We could have used another 15-point outburst like he had uh, against Iona, but, you know, but he also didn't really... He didn't force up a lot. I mean, he was over four. All four of those shots um, were from behind the line. Um, obviously, you know, he got inside, like he said, drew some fouls, um, you know, didn't convert the end one opportunity, but still made a couple free throws. Um, but it, it, it'll happen. It'll, it'll come around. You know, he's going to see that shot fall. He's going to get better looks inside. Um, he at least was 100% from the line, which... Uh, not many of our guys can say that looking at those free throw numbers. Um, but, I, yeah, I'm not going to be too concerned. Um, we'll see how he does coming out of it. A little bit of time to kind of think on it uh, going into this uh, this Myrtle Beach tournament. 
Um, but but we'll, we'll see. Uh, definitely something to keep an eye on, but I wouldn't say it's necessarily he needs to learn how to win. So I definitely see the point you made there, but um, if we want to go to another player, do we start an Ante double-double watch all year? You know what I mean? Just one. That angle didn't look like it bothered him this game. He got his full minutes. He came on, He started instead of coming off the bench. So, you know what I mean? If we want to talk about a positive, Ante, 13-10, kept the personal fouls down, which is, you know what I mean, that's going to be a huge thing down the stretch when we're playing teams that, you know what I mean, want to hack and all that in the paint. You know what I mean? Ante can hold his weight and not foul and, you know what I mean, go down. You know what I mean? that That's going to be a huge key for us this year. Three assists, so kicking it out to those open threes when he's down low, it could add up real quick. Hey, you know, if we're going to do a double-double watch, like I said, I am a Carolina grad, you know, the last couple of years, you know, of having Aaliyah Boston, A.J. Wilson on the on the women's team where you basically can just count on a double-double every time they walk out on the court. Uh, I would not mind being able to do that with, with Ante here, um, our, our Croatian sensation, um, and, and having that tally going every, every single night and being able to count on that. That would... Uh, that would probably go a long way into those. I think there's no reason why he shouldn't. No, yeah, you're right. I, it, I, I truly, it, there's nobody in our conference, I feel like, in matchuping as that skill. It's like almost watching Kaycock a couple of years ago, you know what I mean? Like, so really, who could, that year, he, what, he shot almost 80 plus percent from inside the arc, you know, what I, you know what I mean? Just around the basket. I feel like Ante can be that player in the CAA. Yeah. If you look at a lot of teams that do dominate CA, they have big mm-hmm. man. Look at Amari Williams at Drexel. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, Drexel's been behind, but if Amari's clicking, they play really well. Look at one of the losses from last year. That same Drexel team was a big man. So definitely Ante's going to be that man that's going to push us forward. And if we want to raise that trophy back up in March, I think Ante's going to be a huge part of it. Oh, absolutely. I mean, he was a big part of it last year. I don't expect that to be any different. Um, but, you know, we've spent a lot of time talking about what we've already seen. Um, let's let's kind of do our first preview. Uh, we've got the Myrtle Beach Invitational coming up this week. Uh, we're coming off of a season where we won our, our you know, November tournament, which I don't know if that's the first time ever. It's the first time in a long time it feels like that that's happened, um, and which is awesome to do that at home. But, you know, now we take it on the road of sorts uh just shooting right up the way i guess we straight up highways yeah 17. i guess we'll still be the um uh the, the home team in a way uh also want to point out that this is not being played well coastal is playing there this year are. okay i've actually missed that you see that is bad we can pull we'll pull up the bracket <laughs> real quick and just we'll go over the bracket real quick and we'll you know what i mean so we're in the upper bracket so Sorry, college Charles and fans, how much we love having those night games and you know, be able to watch. I'm going to be that one of those people sitting at work on Thursday saying, ha look at me on my phone. I'm watching Charleston, Vermont. So we're going to kick this tournament off. You know what I mean? We're in the top bracket, Charleston, Vermont, St. Louis, Wyoming. Um, there's a lot in that bracket that we can break down and we'll go over in a minute. And then the bottom bracket, that's just the bracket. Like you're, You just look at it and you're like, Thank God we avoided that bracket. I'm just going to be honest because you're looking at a Wichita State team. You know what I mean? They're finally getting over that Greg Marshall 
lug and they're starting to become a new, you know what I mean? They, they're putting a new face for itself. The home team, Coastal Carolina, you know what I mean? Why they're playing at 4.30 and not the 7 o'clock game, I don't understand that. But we'll see. Are they going to bring the Shauna Clears and are they going to fill up that arena? Um, then you got the pesky team from the upstate, Furman. You know what I mean? The darlings of the NCAA tournament last year taking down Virginia in that first round right before us. And what a, a game that would have been for a Furman College Charleston matchup yeah. in the second round if we could have got it. And then, we could have gotten it in the Charleston Classic, got but they, they could lit. win in the NCAA tournament but couldn't win in the Charleston Classic. So a little ironic. And then you got a team we're going to see later in a couple of weeks, Liberty, that, you know what I mean, they could – you know what I mean? They can make a, a case that they're the best mid-major team in the country right now. You know what I mean? Along with San Diego mm-hmm. State, you know what I mean? Florida Atlantic, us, you know what I mean? There's a lot of teams that could fight for that. And this isn't like a tournament full of big, big names that you see at some of these MCEs and ESPN events. But this is this is a strong field when it comes to solid mid-major basketball no doubt about it and you look at our first game vermont you're looking at a team that you know what i mean everybody you know what i mean that's a i wouldn't say they're a household name but when you look at your brackets every year they're sitting in that that was it 413 matchup and you're like do i want to take vermont like you know what i mean i feel like i take them every year just you know what i mean to get let them give a chance I mean, they're they run that conference they play. I think, I mean, they're picked to win again this year. They've won four out of the last five. I think I read. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Let's, you know what I mean? Bring it on. Yeah. You know what I mean? I want to see teams like this. You know what I mean? We're gonna talk about it a little bit later. Um. And you know what I mean? In that rankings, you know what I mean? This is. This is this could be a big win for us. You know what I mean? Down the road, this is a neutral site game. This could add up very, very quickly and help that at-large resume down the road. You know what I mean? Don't get we'll go over we'll, we'll go over in a little bit, but you know what I mean? Don't get don't get upset yet. Is all I have to say. Yeah, yeah. What do you think about Vermont going into this? Yeah, first game? I, I still I think especially with some of these mid majors out of some of these conferences, like what we're dealing with. I, I don't know, you know, if it's too early to maybe say upset for for certain ones, um, but I definitely think I mean, ESPN shows that um, you know we're favored by a little bit. I think we'll have um, a, a little bit of a of a crowd advantage. Uh, I would hope um, we might be able to you know that we might be able to put in more people in the stands than maybe the entire population of of Vermont, whatever that is, like 115 or something like that. <laughs> but, uh, um, you know, it, it is going to be um, an interesting watch. Um, you know, net rankings, like I think kind of mentioned, have this as kind of a lopsided matchup. Um, we're ranked a lot higher than they are. But, um, it, again, it, all those kind of... But that also comes from just the conference we played and who we played already to, you know, in the American yeah, we, we've gotten you know we're, we're exactly. one and one we played a tougher schedule and and all that and um and and there is I mean yeah I'm breaking down their I'm breaking down their stats trying to you know what I mean like yeah what are we gonna see for Vermont like right now like you said their competition compared to us they have 11 players getting 10 plus minutes you know what I mean is that is that what Vermont wants to be are they going to run 11 players or, or you know, is that because they're blowing people out 
you know what I mean? Yeah, they want to play at a faster pace. So, yeah, you, you're going to want to switch those feet out and not get tired. Um, and they like to pass the ball. They have a good assist to turnover um, ratio. But, you know what I mean? I mean, the biggest thing I've seen, is this from lesser opponents or is this because they are good? You know what I mean? We're going to be the bigger team, you know what I mean, when we go out there and line up with them. So, is Ante and Frankie going to, play some bully ball down there low and you know what I mean they're out rebounding the teams that they've been playing but you know what I mean I don't see that happening in this game and I see maybe this game being that building block going back to the Pat Kelsey way are we going to rebound the ball we're going to grab offensive rebounds you know what I mean we saw it a little bit in the second game the two or three offensive rebounds in one series like are we going to start seeing that in this game and we're just going to I think, like you said, ESPN does have us favor. I think this is a game that either we're going to blow them out or it's going to be um, it's going to be a nail biter. I, you know, what I mean, I'm not sure after what I've seen from both of these games yeah. what it's going to be. And like you, like I said, I don't know what we're going to get out of Vermont. Yeah, I, I think really the biggest factor uh, that I can really see is just that that what is Charleston going to look like coming off of a loss. You know, you, you learn a lot in wins, but you learn even more in losses. Uh, you, you really see how the mistakes that you're making obviously can cost you. Uh, you get like a game like Iona, you, you pull it out, you win by two against a solid opponent, and you don't think, oh, well, you know, we had all these mistakes, but we won. So it's good. We're 1-0. Um, and now we're 1-1 one one because some of those same mistakes kind of crept back in and uh, and cost us, you know, it, it made us look a little bad on national television. Um, we're back on national television uh, with this being on um, an ESPN network um, being one of their events and so um, we're going to want to see what we can do tighten up some of that play be a little bit better with the ball handling don't have so many turnovers uh, find better shots to take where you're, where you're able to throw up better shots more high percentage shots instead of just kind of getting somebody open a little bit and, and, and chucking it up there to play a fast up-tempo play um, I think you can be this fast team and still have good shot selection, um, which is kind of aggravating how little you see that sometimes. But um, but I, like I said, I, this is a team that I think is going to become better in each and every game and every time out uh, just because they're, they're starting to play more together. They're figuring out more. They're figuring out the tendencies. Uh, knowing how guys match up against other guys with the same kind of skill sets that you're not seeing in practice every single day. Um, and, and you're able to kind of figure out just how all this is working. Um, and, and, you know, of course, trust the coaching staff to get us there. Um, so that's really going to be looking at the most um, in this. You know, how are we reacting once there's blood in the water? Um, and, uh, and, and I think that, that really is my key to the game is that. Like you going off what you're saying, I don't, we want to run that fast pace, but let's not let the pace dictate how the game mm-hmm. goes. I feel like there's times, and we've seen it in the Pat Kelsey era, era, we can go too fast. Oh, yeah. And we just fall apart. But then there's like there's like that, I don't know where it is, but it's like maybe it's that, that perfect medium that I feel like we, when we score, maybe we average like 72 to 82 points. I feel like that's just a happy medium with that these Pat Kelsey teams that, you know what I mean, that – I don't know what that translates to possessions per game or something like that. Like, I know that stats out there, but you know what I mean? I feel like that's, a, you know what I mean? That's where I want to see us sitting every game because I feel like if we're there, you know what I mean? We're playing our kind of basketball. I feel like 
You know what I mean? We're winning those games 80 to 68, 80, 75 to 60. So, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like that's where our outcomes come out really, really well. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. When you're, this is a, a program that is going to be, and if you're, if you're hitting those 80 points, it means you're hitting more shots. And, uh, and I definitely think that is where this is going because goes back to the shooting point. Exactly, you made because when this team gets going and they're on a roll, and they're making shots, and how fast they play, it, that scoreboard starts ticking up, ticking up, ticking up, and it, and it starts to get like the old like Bugs Bunny cartoons, you know, kind of like that old Yankees cartoon or whatever it is, and and uh, and they're just marching around around the base paths, um, just knocking dingers out of the park, out of the park, um, just in a more of a basketball sense. Um, and, and this team can put you in a blender so quick um, with the way that they play, with how well they're coached and all that kind of stuff. Um, but like I said, it, it, it's it's about the shot making. And uh, sometimes you do have to slow down to be able to speed it back up and, and get it where you want to be. Um, I think you know this team kind of has to learn that to, to figure out exactly you know where how to control that tempo to their favor. Um, and once that happens, it really can be a lethal team. We've seen it in spurts, um, and and I think once we get in that conference play, once this team has you know first half of the season under their belt, um, and a lot of it away from home, uh, which is also going to help them learn quick. A lot, and, and it's not a lot of it is neutral site. But there's a lot of like true road games too that we're going to yeah. see this year that we haven't seen in the past, and you know what I mean that. Kudos to, you know what I mean, Pat Kelsey says it all the time between um, Cloman and Matt going out, you know what I mean, finding these games because <laughs> these big teams don't yeah. want to play us. You know what I mean? You know, you're talk- you're seeing Arizona and Duke have to play each other because, you know what I mean, this net ranking, this net ranking is going to matter. You know what I mean? A lot of these conferences are, are pushing their conference play to more games because they see, you know, I mean, the Power Six teams see they better not play these um, little small schools because these little small schools are, you know, I mean, they, they're looking to come at you. And um, another small school that we could, you know, I mean, two schools that we could see in the second round are St. Louis and Wyoming. You know, what I mean, Wyoming's they're a very, very young team. They are. Um, I have a feeling St. Louis is going to win that game. Um, St. Louis is picked on the top half of the A-10. A-10 is being thrown a lot, around in a lot of circles. And, you know what I mean, I want to see us against some A-10 opponents. Um, let's see how we're going to play against them. Against them, like, you I mean, looking at their roster and looking at our roster with St. Louis, we're about the same size, you know what I mean? But, the, you know, I mean, they're, like I said, they've played some easier opponents this year, but, they're shooting what we want to shoot. They're shooting 40% from three. They're shooting 46% from the field. You know what I mean? Let's push against a team like that, um, and let's um, push forward and see what we can do. Yeah, I think playing I – th- I think a lot of these teams, um, especially St. Louis is a name that you kind of recognize. I know they are a team that is, you know, knocking on the door, making some noise uh, towards the end of the seasons. Um, so it really, I mean, I would love to get this in a matchup, hopefully in the winner's bracket on Friday, uh, to kind of see, uh, how we look more against some of this 18 competition. Um, I, I do think that is a, a conference that I know, I know we've seen, you know, there's talks, there's rumors I've been saying for years that I'd love to see us in the A-10, um, really since, you know, Davidson made the jump there and then we went to the CAA and then you look over, you know, always greener pastures, but you're kind of looking at Davidson and you're like, man, they're playing these schools that, you you've seen make final four runs and all that um so schools that came from the caa 
You're mm-hmm. looking at yeah. VCU and yeah. Now I'd like to see I'd like to see us make a make a Final Four run as well. You know, regardless of what conference that we're in, but uh, it, it definitely it would be good to see either of these teams. I think uh, that they match up. You know, I think we can match up favorably. I think they give a, a good um, a, a good test for everything and in whatever way that we have it. And uh, like I said, just right now, it's just it's just those stepping stones, and that that's just really how I feel. Mid major basketball should be. Last year was great. Last year was fun. Um, I wouldn't trade last year for anything. But like one thing, like I said, I've been a fan of this team for a long time. I know it's happened in my lifetime, but I was too young to remember it. I want to see this team win a major uh, uh, March Madness basketball game. I that is just I want nothing more. Um, with this and I, I think that you know we talk about the program history all that kind of stuff and it's it's using these games as stepping stones to learn you know what they need to do to win against teams that can compete in March um, to, to be able to pull that off say so, I guess we've known each other since what 2016 so we've seen the ups and downs of this program and the you know what mm-hmm. I mean you got to sit back and watch me go to San Diego and you know what I mean, talking about a heartbreak there. You know what I mean? How close we've been yeah. both you know what I mean, a no calls in both games that it could have went either way that you know what I mean, give us well, two how, how calls in both that we get to games. go up against a national runner up. Yeah. And definitely and like I said, it we we thought, Oh wow, we're playing the we were playing San Diego State last year. We played last time we were there, we were playing in their arena, so maybe this is karma looking after us, but like you said, we just found a team that was bigger and better than us last year that made a, a run that I don't see. You know what I mean? March Madness last year. You Not know what too mean? many brackets had that had that matchup in the or in the in the national championship game. So, uh, you know, if we're gonna lose to somebody, somebody makes a final four ends up as a national runner up. I'm not mad about, but I still I still want to see that win. And uh, in these kind of games here, uh, go into a neutral site, whether it's you know two and a half hours up the road or not. I mean, look at us in a couple of weeks. We're going to FAU against Liberty, that game. You know what I mean? I can't wait to break that one down in a couple of weeks. That's going to be fun. But like yeah, I said, that'll be we're all exciting. about the madness here. And that's why we went with the name Marine Madness. So, you know what I mean? Exactly. We're going into this weekend, you know what I mean? Three games in four days. Um, we'll get Saturday off in Myrtle Beach. And wow, Myrtle Beach on a Saturday. And oh, Conway. Yeah. In Conway, let's let's yeah, not Conway. kid ourselves here with uh, <laughs> with with the location of the tournament, um, but but yeah, um, you know it's been uh, I I think with with that um, I think it's been a, a good way to start the breakdown. Um, you know we definitely don't want to go too long on on the first podcast. Uh, it's been a, a good forty five minutes or so and. You know, don't want to get too talking too much where we show just all of our inabilities to actually to talk and speak. Um, but definitely a lot of breakdown to come out of this. We're going to have all these three games one way or another um, to, to break down. Um, but, uh, but stick with us, guys, as we, as we find the voices to everything. And, um, and, and hopefully we'll be able to kind of fill some shoes, bring some enjoyment, and, and follow along for a great season of, of basketball here. And don't be afraid to reach out to both of us on the Discord. You know what I mean? You got T T Rabone over there. Um, call him T Bone. How about that? And you got former Clyde. Um, reach out to both of us. Also, 
the podcast has an email address. Reach out to us. Send us some questions. Send us some thoughts. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? We're looking for guests. You know what I mean? Reach out. Say, hey, I want to jump on the pod. Let's talk some basketball. You know what I mean? Even if we have some side pods where you know we're just talking about fandom. Um, you know what I mean? It, the email address is maroonmadnesspodcast at gmail.com. We'll, we'll add it down there in the description. Um, but definitely, you know, like, subscribe, give us reviews, reach out to us. Um, you know I mean, I love talking to college draws and fans. You know what I mean? I have a job where I have liberty. Like, if you want to sit down and talk for about 15, 20 minutes. You know I mean, let's just talk about basketball for 15, 20 minutes. I love to do that. So we definitely want to hear from y'all, and we're excited on this new journey. Um, you know I mean? I've talked to Tommy over the past couple of years, and he did an amazing job with Holy City Hoops. And me and Tyler have big shoes to fill, but you know what I mean? When one door closes, another opens. And um, I wish Tommy all the best. You know what I mean? He, I, me and Tyler both are dads. We understand the grind of a day-to-day job and you know what I mean? And Tommy's living it up, working it big with the um, Washington Wizards there. You know what I mean? And getting to have some fun on that level. So, you know what I mean? I know he's secretly out there cheering us on, and I know we're cheering him on. So, you know what I mean? Let's have some fun. Like you said, let's have a good year. You know what I mean? Let's just, you know what I mean? Let's go day by day, minute by minute. Let's just enjoy it. For sure, for sure. Uh, but like I said, that'll, uh, that'll wrap up kind of this first episode here. Hope you all enjoy it. Um, you know, we've got a lot to learn on how to do this, how to kind of find our voice, but uh, looking forward to doing it every week. Hey, guys, and thanks for joining us. This has been the Maroon Madness Podcast, episode number one in the books. See you guys, and you know what? What's one way to finish this off with a big old R-City? R-City, love it, love it. That's a good way to do it.